0: Astrological sign poem. Aries, we are just a couple of brutes.
1: Taurus is a figment of nostalgia.
0: Gemini, you have the courage to not love anything.
1: Cancer, you love your fantasy too.
0: Leo is a brute too, but a gentle one.
1: Virgo, you bore me.
0: Libra, you are insane.
1: Scorpio, you are meaty, but you are also very mean.
0: Sagittarius, could you just keep going?
1: Capricorn, you are nothing if not hell.
0: Aquarius, I love you.
1: Pisces, I love you too. I'm Alex, a Sagittarius.
0: And I'm Dorothea. I'm an Aries.
1: And we're the Astro Poets.
0: Welcome to our show,
1: our brand new show, um, on which we're going to be talking about astrology and poetry and a little bit of pop culture, whatnot. Who knows?
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about love, love relationships, revenge, um, ways to enact uh, bad things to people who have hurt you through astrology, and
1: good things. Yeah, and
0: good things too. This is a very positive show. We are positive astrologer people.
1: I guess positive. Yeah, a little (laughs) bit. We're going to have some. special guests that have written about witchcraft, magic, also sadness depression
0: <laughs> a lot of fun uh, glamor glamor style style we're gonna yeah have some guests that have kind of run the spectrum of things that we love to think about and what we're gonna talk about on the show
1: so um I'm Alex and I've written three books of poems
0: I'm Dorothea and I've written some books of poems some prose you know some lots spells of, some lots spells, of spells in
1: between lots of
0: spells lots of different you know limericks stanzas there's been a <laughs> You've lot you have like
1: never written a limerick in your life, that's such a lie. That's
0: not true. It's not a lie. I'm sure that I have. I'll have to like. Look I've through. written
1: some sonnets. It's it's really serious here.
0: And now we've written a book together, which is something we hadn't ever done before.
1: Yeah, I can't believe it's actually happened. So we wrote this book called Astro Poets, Your Guides to the Zodiac. It's out on October 29th. It's a Scorpio.
0: It's a Halloween baby. It's a Halloween
1: baby. We're doing
0: lots of events, you know, when the book comes out, so that'll be really fun.
1: And another thing that we're doing that's very new for us is um, this show, actually. One of the reasons that we started this podcast was because we get asked so many questions about love, compatibility. You know, I don't know like what you should do with your life. I can't even believe people are trusting us with that.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to also have an opportunity for people to ask questions and us to answer them, kind of astrological advice cuz we're kind of like astrotherapists at this point. Oh or, god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I need an astrotherapist <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. We can therapy ourselves and therapy other people using astrology and poetry.
1: Dottie and I have always felt that poetry is something that we want to make accessible to everybody. And I think that Poets has been a way for us to sort of introduce poetry in many ways that um, poetry seems to not exist in the culture. And hopefully this podcast is a sort of a further way of doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think for both of us, poetry has been a really good friend throughout our lives and provided a lot of solace. And I think astrology does that too. So we're going to break this first episode down into a few parts for your listening pleasure. We're going to start off by talking about our own personal histories with astrology.
1: And then we're going to tell you why astrology matters and talk about the central breakdown of all the signs and sort of talk to you a little bit about uh, what we know about all of them.
0: All right. So let's do this. Let's dive in. So I am a child of the 70s. And so astrology was really big um, when I was, you know, not even born yet. In fact, my parents met because of astrology. They met at a party where they were told there were going to be lots of people there. My mom was, um, you know, like a really brilliant 35 year old Libra, you know, on the town without a man. And so her (laughs) friend, you know, was like, I'm going to show you all these guys. And the only person they invited was my dad. So my mom was at the party like, what is happening? happening here um and my dad um you know is wearing like a leisure suit it was the 70s she said he sort of bounced towards her and um said you know i'm a gemini what are your hang-ups and she said i'm shy which obviously if you knew her would know that was an absolute lie but um, so and then from there they were just like really kind of sparked together So that's what kind of birthed me. I I birthed into astrological harmony, I guess you'd say. But astrology didn't start to become relevant to me until maybe like my early 20s. I had a, a deep obsession with a Gemini, um, with a Sag Moon, Virgo rising, actually. And, you know, I've really, really, really wanted this guy for my own. And so um, I had a friend, Christine Monaghan, who's a professor now of writing. She is such a brilliant person, but she knew so much about astrology. She turned me on to Love Signs by Linda Goodman. She, like, explained how I could entice you know, this Gemini to be my boyfriend, which is what I really wanted. And so um, she just kind of helped me see how people are so motivated by the Zodiac. And once I saw that, I became hooked in that. And even though the relationship didn't work out, you know, with this guy, it still got me to see how much astrology affects our lives.
1: So how did you end up enticing this Gemini
0: I I learned to act like I didn't care. Which
1: Which is very hard for you. (laughs) It was
0: very hard for me. Needless to say... What did that entail, actually? um, It entailed just acting really, really noncommittal, which, again, is very not me. So um, that relationship did not last long. But what did last long is a lifelong love of astrology.
1: Uh, My story isn't similar at all, but it does have to do with my parents also. (laughs) And it really starts with them giving me a Sagittarius pendant when I was really young. I'm an only child. Actually, we both are only children, which is something that we share. And I was sort of your typical angsty gay kid um, growing up. Um, And my parents are both Sagittarius. Um, They actually have the same birthday. And when I was growing up, I was weirdly jealous of their bond because they had the same birthday. I didn't have a sibling. I didn't have a lot of friends. And so... I would just, like, be really curious about this. I would constantly ask them, like, what do you mean you have the same birthday? What does it mean? And one birthday of mine or some holiday, my mom gave me this pendant, um, which was of the Sagittarius symbol, the archer, and on the back was the constellation, the Sagittarius constellation, and I was so obsessed with it. I wore it all the time. Kids at school that basically, like, picked on me or whatever would... um, sort of be like, what are you wearing that for? What is it? And I just remember it was like this armor because I would just say like, oh, that just means I'm a Sagittarius, which basically means I'm better than you. It was sort of like my only sort of protective device. Like, you know, I just you know basically when people ask me all these questions like what does it mean what does it mean i became obsessed with um you know the internet had just sort of happened this was like 1995 or something (laughs) and like i would go online and type up what are the constellations or like you know what does this mean or like the planets and stuff so this became my sort of inner world so astrology was also sort of my friend like poetry was right
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, um, you know, one thing they say about only children where both are is that, you know, you don't necessarily have like a witness growing up, like all these things happen to you, you know, you're there, you're getting up in the middle of the night or you're, you know, you're sick and it's like, you have your parents, you know, hopefully, thankfully. And that's like a wonderful thing, but you don't have like a peer witness. And I think that Both poetry and astrology make you feel like something's witnessing your pain or your happiness or whatever. It's like there with you. It's a friend you can always call on and, you know, in times of need. And I think for probably for both of us it provided that. Oftentimes people are skeptical of astrology. You know, they um, they aren't sure if they should believe in it. So why do we think that astrology is like important and good?
1: I kind of am skeptical of people that are skeptical of astrology, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. because yeah, I, Me too. Double skeptic. I'm
0: we're, double skeptical. Yeah, we're double skeptics. Yeah. So yeah. if someone
1: comes to me and is like, why should I care about astrology? I really am wondering about your life choices. <laughs> if you even have sex. <laughs> like,
0: intelligence. Have ha- intelligence. Intelligence. I'm definitely wondering about intelligence. I'm worried
1: about you. Like, do yeah. you leave the house? Yeah. Do you see people? Because the thing about astrology is, right, um, it's kind of like... A way of looking at people And if you interact with people If you, you know, go on dates If you do, like, I, I don't want to say normal things But, like, God work, work, go
0: to the grocery store You
1: clearly are not having sex if you don't believe in astrology <laughs> That's just how I think about it
0: Yeah, I mean, astrology is like a lens of understanding the world Which is kind of the truth I mean, I don't think we want to say anything is the absolute truth but no, we're def- poets Yeah, but definitely when you look at that frame And understanding people and the way things work it'll make a lot of sense. And I think one of the things that, you know, we both really love about astrology is it teaches us to be tolerant. You know, when somebody is really annoying and yeah. they're just like, you know, a random person, oh, like, oh, that friend just gets on my nerves. They're always telling me to be on time and always scheduling things. Virgo. Yeah, exactly. You know, then it's easy to kind of be like, oh, just forget that friend. But when you know they're a Virgo, you kind of are more tolerant. You you soften to their personality. Yeah, like they can't
1: help it, you know. Or they, like if, if a can Cancer is constantly trying to manipulate you with like baking you things. Mm-hmm. You're like, can you stop, please? I just don't want to hang out with you anymore. Yeah. But they're just very needy, you know?
0: Yeah, they're they're just doing their cancer thing and pretty soon they'll just forget your name and never talk to you again, which is like a typical cancer We used thing. to
1: have like a refrain that, that that was like, birthdays in July need not apply.
0: Yeah, that's our that's our life motto. Life motto. Yeah. So if you're a cancer... We're, hand, we're, we're um, giving each other five right now, but you can't see it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our pinky swearing, Yeah birthdays in july need not apply to this establishment um but you know knowing somebody's birthday in july also does teach you tolerance you're like they can't help but manipulate me they're a cancer you know yeah teaches me to block their number (laughs) um yeah so um you know one thing just to think about i know is like when there's like a lot of astrology out there there's a lot of apps there's a lot of people talking about astrology right now and there's a lot of people that are like acting like experts that's always true with like occult knowledge. you walk down the street and someone will say, hey, I'm a psychic. They, yeah. may, they may or may not be. A lot of times they're not, you know, but they may or may not be. You don't know. But the thing to remember is you yourself hold a lot of the knowledge to understand astrology. You don't really need us. You don't really need them. You already know it. Um, there's a lot of common sense in astrology, which is why I think it's lasted this long. It's so popular in this moment and why we believe in it, because we're smart people. We wouldn't believe in things that didn't have some common sense like reality in them. Right? Yeah or, or I mean truth. to be honest
1: I'm not that interested in reality and I know that you're not either <laughs> but astrology definitely fits that category. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and so yeah I think that's something to think about is just you know there's some elements about astrology that you can just know like for example if you know a fire sign you know they're going to be really intense and passionate just the way like fire is and so just to think about you know what makes up a sign and what you already know about it to understand them.
1: Better. Yeah that's a good good way of thinking about it we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we'll dig into each of the signs so we're gonna give you an overview of all the signs and something that's key to understanding the signs is the karmic wheel and dottie's gonna give us an overview of that
0: Oh, okay. So, um, you know, a lot of our uh, Twitter and especially our Twitter horoscopes and especially our new book coming out is kind of based on this idea in astrology of the karmic wheel. So, you know, we thought we would sort of talk to you about the karmic wheel because it's like a kind of framework that we really appreciate and really base a lot of our ideas on. And so um, the karmic wheel is this idea that every sign is on a progression on a wheel in like a circular way and that things are sort of a cycle. The karmic wheel starts with Aries and it ends with Pisces and so Whatever sign you are, you're going to learn a lesson um, to get to the sign that comes after you. Also in the karmic wheel is that you start with a little baby, like a little infant with Aries, you know, very needy and always wanting attention. And you end up with Pisces, who has, like, all the wisdom of all the signs. You kind of call a Pisces the karmic dustbin because it contains all the energies of the signs, you know, going towards it. And then the signs progress and age after that.
1: Yeah, I think that it's, like, really sort of good that you Mentioned how Aries is the baby, um, and they're kind of brash, and maybe we can sort of go yeah. through all of the signs and sort of give people a little bit of a, an overview of what to expect of each sign. So let's start with Aries.
0: Aries, Ram.
1: First is Aries. Aries is brash, loud. They're super determined and definitely arrogant, and um, sort of the arrogance is something that masks their insecurity. I mean, if you think about a typical Aries, like think about Lady Gaga, Mariah Carey. I mean, you have a lot to say about Aries because you are an Aries.
0: Mm. Yeah, always wanting to be on the stage. You know, there's the Lady Gaga song with applause, you know, just loving the sound of applause. Quintessential Aries thing. Yeah, if you see an Aries, they just want to be on the stage with people clapping. That's really their main goal.
1: Taurus, the bull. Taurus, moving on from Aries, is... Super stubborn. I mean, you don't want to ever get into an argument with a tourist. They're not going to budge. They they love luxury. They love to sort of live a really sort of exaggerated life style. They're also just like really hardworking. They're enduring I really think that they're one of the toughest signs in the Zodiac. I mean, quintessential Taurus, Cher. Like, she's been around forever. She's, like, not going anywhere, you know?
0: Yeah, and Cher, like, really epitomizes the glamour of a Taurus. Super. Sometimes people think of Taurus as these, you know, boring people that kind of are just there to do the work. That is Cher. She's so hardworking, but she kind of is bombastic, and she's going to really have her style be For you know, forefront of what she's doing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And she's just always going to get through whatever she has to get through. I mean, what was that sort of line of, like, after the apocalypse there'll be cockroaches and (laughs) shit? That's basically what a Taurus is. Gemini, the twins... Gemini quintessential Gemini traits. What would you say they are?
0: Um, well, Gemini's, you know, are known to be great communicators. They love to talk. They love to communicate, and their their communication skills can be very mesmerizing. You know, you can really, really get charmed by a Gemini, no matter how much they really are not making any sense. While it's they intoxicating. Are talking. Yeah, they're they're casting spells on you because yep. they're using language to just kind of wrap you in their um in their charm. But one other thing, you know, about Gemini's that people is they can be unpredictable. You know, you you don't always know what you're going to get with the Gemini because they are the twins. You might be getting one or the other of the twins, but also even within one twin, things are not always like at the most stable uh, state. To and, say the least.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely not stable sign.
0: Yeah, and Kanye West is a perfect example of a Gemini. When I think about Geminis, I do think of Kanye, um, you know, love him or hate him. I think that we, you know, well we, we love him. We or, love him. We love him, but he's always just going to say things and not really worry about the consequences at all not even later yeah
1: cancer the crab after gemini is cancer of course a sign i have a lot of love experience with but so cancers are super emotional they're really interior and um they're they kind of love domesticity they love making their home sort of their primary place where they can get everything they need and they just are always thinking about the past they're thinking about everyone they've ever talked to and i think that someone who recently came out as a cancer because she is on the cusp of gemini cancer is lana del rey and she's just a quintessential cancer i mean like born to die Mm -hmm. you know like that was like her first record
0: yeah. And the best song, that's her best song. Best song. But it's song. Su- such a cancer song. That's what a cancer is willing to do for She would love, do anything for, sure. for love. Yeah, she would. And I love that about cancer. Me
1: too. I love that about cancers.
0: Leo Lion. rarr. <laughs> <laughs> So now we've come to a kind of a favorite sign. Um, our Leos, and Leos are so amazing. They're like so royal and majestic. They tend to be the center of the, you know, situation. They always steal the show. They're always going to steal the show. Just so you know, don't ever try to upstage a Leo because they will come Don't even and, try. Don't I mean, even try. Just let like, them do themselves. You exactly. Know. And a great
1: example of a Leo is Madonna.
0: Yeah, Madonna. Yes, Madonna. She'd never, never count Madonna out madonna is always going to come back one thing that's known about leo's are very loyal as friends you totally. don't want to get on the bad side because they will be rough and mean and maybe unless you like that very but, mean actually um, but yeah <laughs> but Could be hot yeah yeah exactly i mean that's why we love Leo. Yes. but they also if they're your friend they're not going to forget about you if you've made an impression on a leo you really can't get rid of them
1: virgo the virgin Next is Virgo. So Virgo is basically one of those signs that, Virgos are sort of flawless. Um, They're not actually, but they appear to be. They're type A, they're really analytical, they're organized. Uh, One other thing about Virgos is that they're very nurturing. Um, They love to take care of things. And so that makes them actually really good friends, really annoying friends, because they're also very thorough. but Virgos just get shit done. Like, if you want something done, if you want, like, a great product, it's Virgo. And who epitomizes that more than Beyonce? I mean, Beyonce is just on her shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Virgos are just the hardest workers. You know, if you want to have someone that you is great to work with, it's going to be a Virgo. Virgos are great nurses because Virgos are so nurturing and caring, and they really empathize with the needs of others. At the same time, they're highly analytic, so all those things yeah, go totally. hand in hand. Libra, the scales. So Libras, Libras are another really... I mean, all the signs are exciting, but Libras are a sign that excite us. You Yes, know, I think one of my so. favorite signs. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of Alex's favorite signs. I won't necessarily say my opinion at this point. <laughs> so Libras
1: are very graceful. They're super glamorous, and they basically... Just are so understated in their glamour. They're not like a Taurus that's going to be a little bit flashy. And the person that I always think about when I think about a Libra is Serena Williams, who's basically good at everything. I mean, obviously tennis, but fashion and um, so many other things. Um, She's a mom. And I just think that Libras are able to balance things so well. And Serena Williams is a great example of that.
0: Yeah. And just be superstars in like a multifaceted way. Like Cardi B is, you know, able to be. So, totally. She has such a heady brilliance and yet is able to perform and do all these things with such good And they're not.
1: Yeah. And Libras are not afraid to make people mad. I mean, no. Cardi B, Serena Williams, they're just out there. Their emotions are supercharged when you get a Libra upset it's really scary
0: yeah very scary it is a tornado for sure
1: yeah and i'll just say if you want to have a one-on-one dinner with someone there's no one better than a libra there's definitely going to hit basically all your spots um i mean you know (laughs) sounds
0: like you should be dating a libra i I
1: should be yeah (laughs) um and who i shouldn't be dating with is next scorpio the scorpion So Scorpios are obsessive. They are sensual. They are basically really intoxicating because they can go from being ice cold to really, really deep and into you. And you're going to go home and basically be like, what just happened to me? I can't figure this out. And I think that a quintessential Scorpio is Drake. And I'm really actually just going to let Dottie talk about it because she's obsessed
0: with Drake. I'm obsessed with Drake. I'm also obsessed with Scorpios. Because you have a Scorpio moon. I have a Scorpio. Moon. I love Scorpio. Sadly, Scorpios don't feel the same about me. <laughs> um, that's been one of the bans of my existence, but I will always, always worship Scorpios. Um, they can get so deep, and I love Scorpios deep. But um, Drake, <laughs> Drake is, yeah, Drake's one of my favorite, you know, singers and poets. I think he's so wonderful. He get you know, um, and he's just such a quintessential Scorpio with a cancer moon. With so, a cancer moon. So that's like some double water Oh God, going that's some on. deep water yeah, right there. Yeah, I love it. I love it.
1: Sagittarius, the archer. So uh, next, I'll take this one because I am one, is Sagittarius. And uh, what should I say about Sag? Well... <laughs> Nothing bad, obviously. Clearly the best sign in the Zodiac. But um, freedom. Freedom seeking. Um, We are obsessed with being able to do stuff on our own and not being tied down to anything. We're nonconformists. We're definitely contrarians. If you're arguing with a Sag, sometimes... We'll basically just argue for something that we don't even believe in just so we can go against what you're saying. And so we like lash out a lot. And I think that a quintessential the queen of Sagittarius culture is Britney Spears Um, and particularly 2007 Britney Spears when she shaved (laughs) her head and they basically had to like put her on time out and be like, you're going to ruin your whole life if you don't stop acting out highly relatable.
0: Well, also, they kind of fucked up because, you know, you can never really trap a Sagittarius. They are going to lash out. That is a big mistake. So she had been trapped for so long. So long. That was really pent up Sagittarian energy there. Um, But I think one of the big things about Sagittarius, they're very idealistic. That's what, you know, causes them to be kind of contrarians, is that a lot of things are done that are not done in the most idealistic fashion. So they tend to kind of fight in, you know, small ways against that because it really bothers That's them. That's so true. Capricorn, the sea goat. Capricorns. What can we say about Capricorns? Oh, I mean, we have, you know, we have. A, well, it's it's not about us, but we don't well, know that. I guess it is. I mean, we love. I love Capricorns. I don't. But you, um, yeah. Capricorns can be um, complicated. Very. Well, I think every. I think even Capricorns would agree with that. Yeah. Um, they can be very good friends. Yes. Um, especially if they've decided that you can get them something. Um, that they can. That makes them a very good friend. Well, I don't know just, if that's friendship, but I don't you know, know <laughs> if that's friendship either. But they
1: definitely value like. Status, Mm -hmm. money, fame. And they're just like, boss is a great word for Capricorn. I mean, they're also great musicians. Like, think of David Bowie, Elvis Presley, Janis Joplin, Dolly Dolly Parton. Parton. Yeah.
0: You know who's another Capricorn I love? Zayn Malik. But he just goes by Zayn. He's so sexy and amazing. He wrote this song Pillow Talk, which I love, which if you've seen the videos, it has all these women spreading their legs and in place of their vaginas are flowers, which I'm so into. <laughs> I've put that in so many poems. It's so romantic and beautiful. And of course
1: he wrote that about a Taurus, He wrote about a Taurus.
0: Yeah, his long-term love. Are they still together? Or I think so. He... Oh, okay. You know, you can just tell in the music how much effort he puts into like making it so romantic and sensual and he's just such a classic Capricorn. But obviously um, also very cunning. He really understands the business and he's achieved so much success just like any Capricorn. Exactly. Aquarius the water bearer
1: Let's move on from okay. Capricorn, thank God, um, yeah. and go to Aquarius. Um, yeah. We
0: love Aquarius. Oh, my God. We're so pro-Aquarians. We are so pro Aquarius. we are
1: so pro aquarius I think that they're kind of like, well, so they're the sign of genius. <laughs>
0: they are the sign of genius. They're so inventive. Um, they're always, you know, they they tend to have a kind of conservative demeanor. When you meet them, you may not really realize what you're dealing with, which is what makes them so exciting. They're always secretly very quirky, sec- secretly very weird, can be very secret really kinky, you know, not even sexually. They just like the things that no one else would like, and they kind of explode that into this sort of obsessiveness, and there's something so intoxicating about that.
1: Super. Even though they come off as cold and aloof, like, definitely if you stick around, an Aquarius is going to be entertaining.
0: Yeah, very entertaining, yes. Well, an example of an Aquarius, I mean, we thought, you know, a good example might be is Ellen DeGeneres, because Ellen DeGeneres, she has her talk show, and, and you know, it seems very uh, conservative actually it's a very conservative daytime talk show but she's managed to have little quirks in there to make it exciting and weird you know she has her dancing that, that you know there's different she's very weird she's very weird yeah um, and she also kind of epitomizes another thing about Aquarians is that she she's very very egotistical I totally. mean I love her but you know there's kind of a deep arrogance there that you can the feel the Aquarius
1: ego is for sure a real yeah. thing yeah Pisces the fish So the last sign of the Zodiac is Pisces, probably my second favorite sign after Libra. What to say about Pisces? So I have a Pisces moon. Pisces people are really dreamy. They are total optimists, um, though they're really bogged down by um, everything that's happened to them. They're the last sign on the karmic wheel, and they've sort of they've learned all of these lessons from the other signs that um, they certainly like utilize and put into action. But they're just they're just kind of sad a lot of the time because they just know a lot and they have a really hard time with reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people often say, and I guess we can say the Pisces are the poets of the zodiac, which makes sense. They're the last stop on the karmic wheel. They've like accumulated all that energy. So they're going to speak and kind of conjure up all the voices of the signs before them. And I think it's true. I think Pisces are the poets. I mean, every sign can be a poet. But if you're thinking about poet energy, it's kind of Pisces.
1: Yeah. And like people that, you know, I think of that are quintessential Pisces, like Kurt Cobain. I mean, what a Pisces like. That's someone who was, like, so into what they were doing, like, so idealistic, had all of these ideas about, you know, the kind of music he wanted to make, and then, you know, just... um things just didn't go that well Mm -hmm. but rihanna is also pisces both rihanna and kurt cobain share a birthday they're actually really early pisces and obviously like rihanna is a boss um but she's also really sensitive i mean like if you like listen to her music she's always talking about love and things that have gone wrong Mm -hmm. and she's like into world peace like rihanna's just hot
0: yeah So sadly, I think we're, you know, at the end of the ride of this first <laughs> oh God. episode. Uh, end of the ride of this first episode. So anyway, what can we give to the people to look forward to, you know, for future episodes? So, What do we have in store?
1: Well, we have an episode about the moon and we have a lot of feelings about the moon. One of us believes that the moon landing happened and the other does not.
0: I wouldn't say simply does not, but we'll discuss it more in depth. You can in the... try to figure out
1: who that is <laughs> yeah. maybe on that episode. <laughs> um, so the moon, certainly, we're also going to talk about what? We're going to talk about um who you should sleep with and who you shouldn't sleep with
0: we also interviewed a lot of exciting people which will you know tell you more about when those episodes happen but yes. it's going to be really fun conversations to listen to
1: i think we have like a libra guest a virgo guest uh, an aquarius guest and maybe a Taurus guest <laughs> yeah maybe
0: a tourist <laughs> maybe. guest we're we're not entirely sure we're about
1: not that. entirely sure <laughs> also just stay tuned for a lot more um from us and taking your questions and so many other stuff
0: This podcast is hosted by myself, Dorothy Alasky.
1: And me, Alex Dimitrov.
0: It's produced by Becky Celestina, who is an Aries. So if you like our show, please subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.
1: And if you want to call into the show, that number is 646-397-7573. And you can ask us a question or leave us a comment and we might play it on a future episode. You could also email the show at astropodcasts at com
0: And send a voice memo or just email a text or whatever. Yeah,
1: whatever you want. The email and the phone number are both going to be in the show notes.
0: And you can pre-order our new book, Astro Poets, Your Guides to the Zodiac, using the link in our show notes.
1: To learn more about Macmillan's other shows, go to MacmillanPodcast.com. Also make sure to follow us on Twitter. We are Astro Poets, but our handle is at PoetAstrologers. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.
0: Bye. We've enjoyed talking to you and we will see you soon on the airwaves.
1: And I'm not going to say goodbye because I'm a Sag, but hopefully I'll see you not on the airwaves anywhere else,
0: really. (laughs)